High School Slumber Party is brought to you by the Cage Club Podcast Network. For all things Cage Club related, head on over to cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Welcome, New Jerseyans, Troma fans, friends of nuclear power. This is High School Slumber Party, the podcast where some friends look back at their teenage years through the lens of some iconic high school-centric films. I'm Brian Rodriguez, and the slumber party's at my place this evening. But first, school is still in session, and we have some homework to chat about. This was your assignment, and I... Would like to see the results. Your assignment, as always, slumberers, is to hit that subscribe button wherever you're listening. Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Stitcher. And of course, to leave us a five-star rating or a positive review. Remember, you can check out High School Slumber Party episodes on cageclub.me. That's cageclub.me. Cage Club. In case I said it too fast. And it's the home of so many other great pop culture podcasts just like this one. Check it out. That's the flagship. That's where you'll find our official archive. And the archive, you can check out episodes 200 plus of them on High School Slumber Party. They're all, all amazing. <laughs> Including today's. October 1st, guys. Spooky season's officially begun. We're talking class of Newcomb High. Our guests are Dan and Autumn Ferrara. Always love having the Ferraras on, especially this time of year. Can't wait to talk this trauma film with them, this bizarre, bizarre film with them. But I have a couple questions for you first. Did you listen to Monday's episode? No? Because we didn't have an episode on Monday. Once again, High School Slumber Party is every Friday. And on some Mondays, we're taking some Mondays off. This is our senior year. We're taking it very seriously. So, yeah. Just deal with it. Just deal with the week-long gaps that you'll get sometimes. I hope you heard last Friday's episode, though. That was a really fun one. We had a first-time guest. It was Keith of the Dawson's Black podcast. We talked Dirty Deeds, and if you haven't heard of Dirty Deeds, it doesn't matter. Listen to the episode. It's a great episode. Can't wait to have Keith on again. And please, please, listen to Dawson Black. It's a great Dawson's Creek podcast. I highly Highly recommend. So glad I could hook up with Keith Dorsey. Can't wait to do it again. Okay. What other homework do you have? I don't know. It's already late. Let's do it. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother Sigma Brian. Whoa, whoa, whoa. The bell interrupted me. That's a shock. It's our senior year, and I never know when the bell's coming. I love it. <laughs> Let's start that over. Pack your favorite jammies. Tell your mother you sleep at Brian's, because we're about to get our party on. I leave you with the theme to Newcomb High, called Newcomb High, by Ethan and the Coup. 
Class dismissed. Slumbers, you know what time it is when you hear these two people's voices on High School Slumber Party. Introduce yourself and then I'll ask the traditional Halloween questions. But uh, if you remember, guys, it's name, high school, graduating class optional because we're not ageist, but even though you can probably figure it out, and uh, high school team name. So whichever one of you wants to go first. Dan Ferrara. I am uh, NVOT, Northern Valley, Old Japan, class of... Oh, five. Really golden nights. Yeah, I had to think about that one. I always forget, and I always feel really old. So Yeah, yeah. It's like, even like saying graduated college in 09, like I had to like think about like which one. They're just old. They're just old. Uh, decades ago. Literally decades ago. Yeah, that's yeah. creepy. Yep. <laughs> How about you, Autumn? Autumn Ferrara, and I'm a Steiner Spartan, class of 06. Go Spartans. Now, if this is the first time you're listening to Dan and Autumn on here, they are not brother and sister. They are indeed married. So if you notice the similarities in last name and you're just curious out there, you never know. People might ask. We could be cousins. It's it's legal in this state. Oh. It's legal to marry your first cousin. Also weird that I don't think that's the first time we mentioned this on this podcast. (laughs) (laughs) something you're very interested why don't you go ahead and announce now your uh your incest podcast that you're coming out with because i'm <laughs> really excited about that one okay. <laughs> well twisted tongues and you can follow us on <laughs> uh, of course we always open our halloween season with you guys so happy to have you on again has the halloween season started in the ferrara home i was yelled at for not having halloween costumes and materials on order shortly after Labor Day. (laughs) (laughs) Has that been sorted out? Oh yeah, everything's good to go. We're ready. We are ready. Great to hear, great to hear. What, uh, the decor, are we just going with the same decor? Is it a... Oh, we can't really do too much decor anymore because... Oh, you have a terrorist that lives in the house. He's into everything. Anything that's slightly above two and a half feet from the ground is going to get smashed. Why don't you decorate the house, like, above three feet? Everything has to be... We have to have to hang a... In Christmas, we're going to have to have, like, the tree hanging from the ceiling. Or it's going to be a tree decorated only for, like, the top half. Yeah. Oh my God. That that's gonna be fun. Well, I'm excited to talk this movie because I'm not too familiar with the films of this genre. So 
let's get into it. First, guys, what's your history with Class of Newcomb High and just trauma films in general? Um, I'm gonna let Autumn take the lead here because, like, my uh, the way I've seen this particular movie once before, and it was a while back in college. And like, aside from Toxic Avenger, my trauma, it, you know, it's it's in passing. But I'll let Autumn take the reins here. She's way more in depth with this than I am. Well, my experiences with trauma started in ninth grade at Blockbuster in Hamilton Square. Me and my friend Lauren would rent rent trauma DVDs, and they were very B-horror, and that's probably why I love B-horror movies so much. Trauma is the oldest independent film studio in America. Well, I did not know that. And again, yeah, I'm with you, Dan. I didn't really have experience. I've heard of them. Toxic Avenger, I feel like, went mainstream, especially when we were kids. They do a play of it now. They did. I went and saw that for my twenty-first birthday. Wow! So you are you are a trauma diehard. I I have a lot of friends that uh, were in trauma films or producers for trauma movies. So did you have a bit part in the return to Newcomb High? I am, and I I haven't seen it, so I don't know if I made it, but. Based off of most trauma films that I've seen, they don't cut any scene. They just put everything in. So. So what was it called? The one you were in. Return to Return to Newcomb High, <laughs> aka Volume Two. I love it. That's amazing. We got to get there. We got. We got to eventually get there. Didn't you, at one time, say you want Kyle on that episode with you? Oh, I do. I do. <laughs> It'll be my first time seeing it, too. <laughs> that's that's great. That's a future high school slumber party programming for you guys. Let's backtrack on that a little bit. What was it like working with Troma? What year was that? Obviously, it wasn't 1980-something, so. Um, 2012, I guess. Yeah, like 2012 in Brooklyn. I'm in the suspension scene. Oh, I remember you telling me that. Yeah. yeah. So... I'm just going to put this together, right? Like, they just kind of film stuff, low budget. They have a feel to them. What would you call this? Actually, I heard the budget for this movie was pretty high. What was it? Comparatively speaking, I guess. I don't know. I got to look that up. I forget what it was. But I'm pretty sure the budget for this was more than you would think it was. Interesting, interesting. I don't know. So what would you call this genre? Because this is not like a scream horror film, you know? B-horror. Just B-horror? I think so. I don't know, because B-horror, I feel like, was made... That aesthetic came from, like, the 50s. Just the, the, the whole studio system just churning out. Uh, and that aesthetic became it because it was recycled props. Like, all right, how many more movies can we use the, the same makeup on? We don't want to pay for it. This is, like, inspired by... B. You know what I mean? It's, it's a different... Uh, you know yeah. what I mean? It's, it's like, because this is now the 80s. These are the guys making the movies who grew up on those movies. Yeah, that definitely yeah, that's makes true. And You're right. When this was made, they were still like. To, to here's yeah, I'll, and I'll get into this as we talk. But I think the perfect companion movie to this is Reefer Madness. Yes, that's a good. You call. know, because this is this is like, hey, remember how ridiculous Reefer Madness was? <laughs> they even made us watch it growing up. As a so, what if we took all those like, you know, conservative conservative Republican 1950s fears and amped it up, you know, to like, well, you know, we'll blow their minds with it. You know, it's like. Because everything they told you about, like, smoking weed in the 50s, like, the worst of the worst that could happen is this times a million. <laughs> B-horror was B-horror because it had to be. 
this is Bihar because it's trying to be. Yeah, because there's a certain humor to these films, right? Oh, like it, it's you're so supposed to laugh. Tongue in cheek, self aware, like <laughs> however you want to phrase it, like. <laughs> Yeah, actually, like, uh, I kind of enjoyed my experience more than I thought I would watching this. Because I'd never seen the film. I, like I said, I'd only seen Toxic Avenger. And that was very long ago and wasn't really paying attention that much. This stuff traditionally is, like, not necessarily up my alley. but I have a bone to pick with Toxic Avenger. <laughs> Go pick it now. Why not? <laughs> uh, well, because, like, there's a New Jersey's first or New Jersey's only superhero. And I'm not entirely sure that's true. Because there's a strong case to be made that Batman resides, and, and Gotham City. There's evidence that Gotham City's a South Jersey, like Atlantic City counterpart. Fair. Also, in Superman 2, when Gene Hackman's talking about, you know, the bombs are going to hit, like, New York, D.C. and Hackensack, New Jersey. Gotham's <laughs> on the map in South Jersey. Interesting. Well, I guess it's more like, I really want to bring up the New Jersey thing, because we all grew up in New Jersey, I think they probably are more meaning like suburban New Jersey. I know it doesn't say that, but the, I love how the movie and kinda... holy New Jersey. Not like there's no other. Nobody else is laying claims. To the <laughs> I get that. Like, but I'm just saying we gotta. I'm splitting hairs, but I mean, if we can claim Batman as one of our own, I'm taking that for yeah, sure. I think <laughs> it ranks higher in pos- uh, popularity than the Toxic Adventure for sure. <laughs> it depends on who you ask. That's fair. Fair enough. Fair enough. Every week I read the back of VHS, back of the DVD. Found a VHS copy online, so I'm going to read the back of that. And uh, you said it, Autumn. Like, like I remember them being in Blockbuster and like seeing the covers of them in Blockbuster, and that was really my interaction with them. So I feel like they're very VHSy, and I know they have a they pretty much redo everything and remaster everything in blue right now. And I get that, but, but I feel like the way to watch it, if you can find like, cause I'm sure, I'm sure this was in like a green VHS, like a bright green v- plastic VHS, <laughs> like so, or something like that. And it's like, that's the way you want to watch it. How, uh, how did you guys watch it? Amazon. Cause that's where everything comes from these days. Pretty much. Right. And it was full screen for you, right? Yeah. Yeah. Which I think is awesome. Right. Like a real sign of the times. Um, so here goes, here's the back of the VHS. Straight A honor students mutate into a bloodthirsty gang of punked out bikers. Shy young couples turn into lust crazed sex weasels. And a putrid flesh eating slime monster lurks in the basement. Just another school day at Tromaville High. The strangeness begins when highly radioactive sludge from the neighboring nuclear plant seeps onto campus. Soon discipline crumbles, morals go out the window. And the megavolt rock and roll madness takes over the student body, as the hideous mutant organ is a long one. Sorry, guys. <laughs> as, the, as the hideous mutant organism in the school basement continues to grow, so does the virulent outbreak of bizarre and violent behavior. It's a crash course in genetically deranged humor for kids and creatures of the class of Newcomb High. An outrageous dose of nuclear age adventure from the makers of the cult classic Toxic Adventure. Are weasels known for being sex crazed? <laughs> oh, I'm gonna look that up. I mean, Are I mean, rodents in general. Also, rock, I don't remember any rock and roll madness in the movie. <laughs> um, I think it's just generic leather jackets and motorcycles, just to count. Also, didn't Biohazard do some of the music for this or something like that? The music's oh. awesome. The, <laughs> the music apparently was like 
I was just reading the Wikipedia before this for a split because I was looking for the biohazard thing. And uh, it said, like, this was a really, like, in-demand album, and it took them a long time just to sell the soundtrack, like, as an album. And when it came out, it was, like, really popular, <laughs> apparently. Yeah, no, and, and I get it. It's really fun, right? Especially, like, that Newcomb High song. Yeah, yeah, like specifically written for yeah it's great like those lyrics are just like so obvious in there but i love it i love it because it works with the movie so well oh yeah yeah ethan and the coup does that one let's see of a band called stormbringer the smithereens that's stormbringer yeah smithereens are from jersey yeah right yeah that's what i thought that's cool Heck. so this originally was titled atomic high school then just newcomb high but they added the class of Newcomb High, which I think is funny because it said in hopes that it would be conf- confused with class of 1984. <laughs> it's the same mentality, whitehouse.com. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I guess it's like horror and porn do this where they want you to be confused, like B-horror, right? They want you to be confused yeah. and rent it and take a chance on it. Where like other genres are like, no, we have to change the title so it's not confused <laughs> with it. I love it. Um the trauma guys directed this one actually i think they wouldn't go they wouldn't direct later ones richard haynes and lloyd kaufman for whatever reason under pseudonyms whatever i I don't know maybe our uh, trauma fans out there could tell us why but uh, you mentioned autumn as you were in one of them this movie spawned a ton of sequels i have uh the list as class of newcomb high two subhumanoid meltdown class of newcomb high three the good the bad and the subhumanoid um, and then Return to Newcomb High Volume 1, Return to Newcomb High Volume 2, and then a remake of this one. I'll ask you, Autumn, have you seen any of these? I know you haven't seen the one you were in, but have you seen any of the other sequels? I have not. <laughs> yeah, I-, I couldn't find a lot of scholarship on all the other sequels, but I'm happy like that it produced this much, right? Like, this is one of the, correct me if I'm wrong, this is one of the Keystone trauma films, right? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I feel like if you're opening the door, it... it... It's one. What do you mean? This and Toxic Avenger are one and two. Gotcha. In, in gotcha. whatever order, you know, they're, they're probably pretty. Uh, they funny. have the most sequels, and I feel like yeah. that says a lot. <laughs> Good point. Yeah. <laughs> and in regarding the cast, like not a lot of these people have clickable stuff. You know what I mean? Uh, were you familiar with anyone in these in these movies? I just know that uh, the nuclear the nuclear uh, reactor, like the director or, or like safety officer, he's just been in other trauma films. <laughs> But I think he was, like, the only one. Because I don't think, like, the girl uh, was a Chrissy. I don't think she was in, like, anything else. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. He So that dude is named R.L. Ryan. And you're right. He's in a ton of trauma films. But everyone else, yeah, it's just kind of like a one and done. There's a certain acting style, if you want to call it that, in this movie that I really like. It seems like they did a lot of one or two takes on, you know. Oh, totally. There's a lot of, like, I just roll with it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> inflections are great, but it, honestly, it adds to the charm and the mystique the, the of the movie. Inflection, you just, yeah, the inflections and the cadence of of the way they speak, especially because, like, the bad guys are, last week they were the honor students, or the honor society, and now they're, like, these degen, like, punk kids that somehow, in, in a matter of a week, have devolved into cavemen, more or less. <laughs> Their cadence and their inflection is still that of like honor society, like try like trying to be that like of like the honor society. The way uh, like Spike talks down to like the uh, the lesser, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally the Cretans. That's their yes. gang name. <laughs> <laughs> 
this hits on a lot of things too that were so common in the late seventies through the early nineties, like environmental stuff, right? Right. Like literal toxic waste sludge. As like Russia was fading as the bad guy. Yeah. In Cor- things. Corporate, like corporate America started to take that. Yeah. Especially eighties into the you know this time late eighties into the nineties, corporate America started becoming, especially in Reagan era. <laughs> Yeah, think about the premise of Captain Planet, you know what I mean? It's just like a dude who, a blue dude who helps save the planet. But like in that, it was always like a corporation chopping down the rainforest almost for no reason, right? Or like dumping toxic sludge. I'm not saying corporations don't do that, but like I remember it was so simplified in those cartoons where you Well, you're right on the heels of Chernobyl. You're right on, you know, right on Three Mile Island. Three Mile Island, exactly. Just closed Indian Point, I think, right? Yeah, yeah. Just feel like it's clean nuclear... Energy is the only way we got to go if we're going to get off of oil dependency. But that's another podcast entirely. Let Let's just pivot there. Let's p- make an energy <laughs> podcast tonight, and I'm sure everyone wants to listen to that. <laughs> Andrew Yang was right about it, dude. Invest in that shit. <laughs> if If you believe that, do not watch this film. <laughs> um, yeah. So the school, the high school, is built what like. Say like a quarter mile from the nuclear plant. I love. How I was gonna say the zoning laws in what in Tromaville, <laughs> yeah, the zoning laws are vastly uh, unregulated. Sounds pretty New Jersey. But we do have the most toxic super funds of any state in the country. Like not even per capita, just like no, no, of any not even per capita. <laughs> Sterling State Forest is a toxic super fund. That's, that's where forties to just dump their pain. I'm glad you bring that up too, because New Jersey is a punchline for a lot of people. It has a bad reputation, not really these days, but I think especially in the 90s. Oh, yeah. Uh, and it was like because of stuff like this, these people say New Jersey smell, polluted. Well, all it's that one stuff. of those things we that... We still have that reputation. We do. But now, like, we also... It's it's like a little brother. Like, I can make fun of my little brother. Or like, I'm a Jet <laughs> fan. I can sit here and talk shit on the Jets all day, every day. Because I don't know if you saw the game today, but like, holy shit, dude. Like, I did. It, it's, it's Red Zone Preview Week. On my uh, okay, so YouTube yeah, you're TV, getting, So you're I was good. watching all of them today. This is true. But point being, I can talk shit on the Jets all I want. But like, if you start talking shit on the Jets, you'll be like, "Yo, fuck you." <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it's like you don't get to do that. <laughs> fair, fair enough. And you know, yeah, Jersey has that kind of chip on the shoulder thing. That's for sure. Yeah, we don't like you either. Like, <laughs> that's how. That's what happens. It's like someone talking. Like, don't you hate? It's like, no, I just hate you for like, mentioning. <laughs> But I love that this movie like leans into it, you know. I think that's why it sticks around, especially you know. Again, going back to like Toxic Adventure, that's part of the cult following. It's like it's ours, you know. Like own it, <laughs> you know. I really enjoyed that aspect of it, and just like the this suburban town that, <laughs> like you said, Dan, just kind of falls into decay so fast after this toxic waste spill. It's it's amazing. Right. So what do you guys want to talk about with this movie? I mean, it's not a long movie, so we kind of we don't have to go scene by scene. But what were some of your favorite parts or lines? I wrote some lines down that were just yeah, listen, just going like how it starts off. A kid like touches this stuff and that goes back to the inconsistencies of what the, the race does. But like kids skins, he starts spazzing out in class, and, like loses muscle control, and, like punches another dude. Only to jump out the window. Everybody thinks he's just having like a meltdown, pun intended, I guess. <laughs> and then uh, jumps out the window. His skin melts off, and he leaves like a green and red skeleton. And 
the, the school day just continues. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, oh, don't talk about it. He had a rough day. <laughs> you have people out there checking on things. Yes. <laughs> but it's mirrored in the power plant, right? Like, they don't want to stop work. They don't want to stop school. They don't want to stop anything. They don't want inspectors to go there. And this is like you well, said. Well, that I believe. Yeah, we're going to have fines out our ass. That part I can see. <laughs> I can see it too, especially in uh, Reagan era the Reagan era eighties where yeah. de- deregulation a year is on the after menu. Chernobyl, we don't want to be compared to that. Like, <laughs> you know, it, no, yeah. we don't show American failure. We don't make mistakes. Like, <laughs> yeah. And get government out of private enterprise and a yeah. private enterprise in this yeah, is self-regulate. Okay. <laughs> but look at a, an, another great example of this kind of like obsession with, this is the Simpsons, right? What's Homer's job? He works at a nuclear right. plant. He's fumbling shit all the time. You right. know? And he's a safety <laughs> inspector. Yeah. This is the part I find. It's, it's, it's not the nuclear waste itself yet. That was it, the first instance. It's, it's the then the, the nuclear waste runs into the grass and the nuclear power plant workers notice that marijuana is growing in this sludge. <laughs> and, and it's like it's super potent and grows super fast. And there's so much of it. Like, hey. Let's sell it to the high school kids. <laughs> $20 a joint. And then that nuclear weed is what's turning these kids into the into these mutants. And some of them though. So well that's the other thing. It's Only so some inconsistent. Of some of them turn into like punk rock cavemen. <laughs> other ones go fully, you know. But I, I just love like going back to what I was saying, how it's almost like reefer madness in the sense that like so now they're going to this indoor bikini beach party thing. That's like okay. So the the party first off doesn't make sense because it's like a house party that's in like a nightclub. But then they go upstairs <laughs> and they're back in a house. And yeah, it looks like you don't hear that there's a whole party going on downstairs. And not even like a party, like she said, it's like an '80s club where there's a full yeah. band there's a on band, stage. But for rock and roll madness. <laughs> rock and roll band. No, it was like a synth wave. Like, yeah. yeah, it was very, I expected a punk band, you know? That's, That's what, what I, I would have thought. You know, that or like, <laughs> something like, yeah, like thrashy. For you that know? advertised rock and roll madness. <laughs> yes, it, it was, yeah, very like 80s new wave, like Devo-esque. Like. Yeah, which Devo is punk, I'll fight that. I'll die. Okay, okay. I agree with you, but I'm thinking more like thrashing punk right. rather than, <laughs> than that. No, I agree. No, that party is, is super cool. And you're right, because like the upstairs could be the upstairs of your home, but the downstairs is... Not, not even. It's like worse. It's, it's like a treehouse. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's like... Like anyone. I mean, just like a regular home. Like it fit in like what would be a house. So you have the Honor Society, which apparently was the first ones to smoke this nuclear weed. And they all of a sudden they turn into this, like like we said, like a caveman punk, post apocalyptic motorcycle yeah. gang, like to the point where like it's not that they just started like wearing leather jackets and like studs and got tattoos, like you know. They're like mugging old ladies. Yeah, they're, they're literally beating up other students. The one dude's a literal has a literal like the girl, dinosaur the girl, like sexually assaults that guy. Oh yeah, totally. Like some of them, like their genders are changing. Some of them, it's just like the one kid grew set of tits. Like oh yeah, oh yeah. Or, or maybe he was just playing up a trans thing. I don't know. I, I don't know. You know, some of them turn into like literal mutants, and some it's just a kind of like a minimal change. They're just like when, he, when the one next. dude looks up, he kisses the German teacher, <laughs> and then she gets like. Like, it's almost like Poison Ivy from Batman, where, like, he kisses her, and then she, she gets, like, the spider veins. 
<laughs> and then now she's like this super amped up uh, BDSM teacher who's now his little puppet. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it, it's so crazy. <laughs> but some things like early on that were really um, just, I don't know. I had to like stop and laugh were just like some of these lines here. Like, like make like a hockey stick and get the puck out of here. Yeah. <laughs> and not even the lines, like the delivery. There's one time where, uh, what's her name? Like the main Chrissy, Chrissy, Chrissy I guess. I think it's Chrissy who's just, she said, talks about her woman's intuition. And she says it in a certain way that I'm just, it's just like so silly. <laughs> yeah, I mean, what else do you guys want to talk about when it well, comes? Just like almost like tit for tat, it brings up everything. Like, all right, so we have nuclear drainage and we have marijuana. Well, there's no real storyline. It's like just no. all these things that are happening because of this nuclear weed. Loose joints, the best joints in town. They get you up, 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 and you never come down. Whoa, Sundance! got some dynamic, fantastic weed for you, if you're interested. No thanks. Wait a minute. Maybe we should get some for the party. All right, how much? Ten dollars. For how many? One. One What are you guys, nuts? Whoa, whoa, this is special merchandise. It's worth it. Do we look stupid enough to believe that? Yeah, you do. <laughs> I think he's right. Where are we buying one? We'll take one. We'll take one. Ten dollars. Oh. Um, ten dollars. And, uh, we call this weed an atomic high. No! You should see what it does to the ladies. It gets them real hot. Mm. They love it. might make Chrissy a little more agreeable uh, to go to the party. <laughs> but it's, it's like first, you know, if you smoke weed, it turns people into sex crazed animals. So they smoke weed. The first thing they do is they bet. It's like, well, weed leads to sex. The sex leads to pregnancy. It's like, all right, she's pregnant instantly with like this radioactive tadpole baby. Yeah, it, it's almost like a, an, an allegory for like an STD. That night he goes home the main character Warren. So Chrissy's hallucinating with like these pregnancy things and he's at home and his skin starts boiling up and he turns into like a, a D version of the incredible Hulk kind of Yeah, like he's, so he, he's like bubbling his skin's bubbling, turns a little bit green and he goes down and he tracks down the, the Cretans that sold him the weed and stuff and kills, literally kills some of them like commits murder, like, <laughs> and goes and then just goes back to bed, wakes up the next day, nothing, like nothing happened. And it's never, addressed. Like never addressed at all. We don't see it. Like his powers come back. It's just like, he's, there's no ill effects. And he, it's not like he has like radiation poisoning or anything. It's just, it's like, oh yeah, I had a bad night. <laughs> but doesn't he like later have kind of like super strength? Cause he's like fighting bullies or that was just inside him the entire time. I don't know. I think that's just 80s fight scenes. <laughs> that's true. That is very true. Fair enough. People fought differently in the 80s. Yeah, no. I mean, that's something. Like, now it's very much, an, like, Avengers movies and action movies very much influenced by, like, Muay Thai and MMA and even wrestling moves. Back then, it was very much not. Yeah, no. It was, it was all stage fighting still. Where it was very, you know, you need, you need the back of the audience to see it type yeah. thing. It was very, like, <laughs> oh, I'm gonna... <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> yeah, it's so funny that these two, like the two hot teens, we'll call them, right? Like, they have the They're least... They're also 40. Yes, fair. At least yeah. more plus. <laughs> they have the least uh, effect from the toxic weed than anyone, right? Like, she just, again, she just gets horny one night. And yes, a thing comes out of her at one point. But, she, like, her her life isn't ruined in a sense where she doesn't have deformed skin or whatever the other right, people right. have, you it's know? like... like she gets pregnant with a, a nuclear tadpole monster she comes out of her I don't mouth know. i think that that might be the worst outcome i think i would rather go be like a yeah but it's out of her and she just walks away like that's it it's not like the thing's chasing her down like mommy <laughs> she pukes it up flushes it in the toilet you don't know that the thing's not coming back well <laughs> Fair. it does for several more movies yeah. but she throws, <laughs> she throws it up in the toilet flushes it and then it there's a leaking pipe in the, in the, in the leaking sewage pipe in the basement of the school where there happens to be stored nuclear more nuclear waste just happens to be being stored and it falls into this and then it becomes like the giant monster where it's slowly stalking and killing other students in the midst of these cretins running the the show yeah that that's interesting as this monster grows it's like this if you were to tell that, like on the back of the VHS, right, kind of telling the story, you would think that this monster's like growing the entire time, and that's you the would real think the monster is the main storyline, but it's, it's not. Gone. Yeah, it's like this also has. Oh, and by the way, this happened. Yeah, yeah, it's so true. Uh, this movie's an hour twenty five minutes long with no storyline. <laughs> with no storyline, I think it's ten minutes before like the cre- or like maybe five minutes, but five to ten minutes before like the credits actually roll on just like the opening and stuff. So you cut that out. It's really like an hour of, of stuff happening. It's a very visually stimulating movie, though. I mean, the effects and stuff in it, they're they are gross, and that's cool. Yeah, that's half... That's, and that's, that's like what you watch it for. It's right. like... You're not, you're not diving yeah. into this for a... You're not watching it for the storyline. You're yeah. watching it for the visuals. Absolutely. I was going to say, like, on paper, like I said, this is not a movie I would enjoy... Because I, not that I wouldn't enjoy, just not something that I'm usually drawn into. But I was having fun the entire time watching this movie. Like I, I can't. Oh, I'm glad you, know, you had fun. Yeah, it, like it's a fun movie. It's a movie that I would just love to. Again, if I had a Halloween party, I'd have it on in the background or something. And because I don't think, again, you need to watch it from beginning to end. I think no, if you because you, you know you, exactly what's going on and in a given moment. <laughs> because whatever you think is going on is probably right. <laughs> There's some, not even for Halloween, but there's some bar in Brooklyn on like uh, February, Thursday night, playing this in the projector on the back, right? Without the sound, people just drinking three, four dollar beers. Well, even now, like that's hard to find. But <laughs> that that's the kind of aesthetic this movie has. And I think that's why it has such a following or like these movies have a, a cult following and that they're still fun right like the movie doesn't feel that as dated as i thought it would no it really doesn't no like i i think like people still strive to make things like this today in this particular subgenre it's dated in a sense of what we're talking about that was very topical in the 80s whatever but it's not it doesn't feel old or or fake or fake yes but you know what i mean like it's just because they're it's earnest Because they were never trying, they were trying, I think, hard on effects, but they were never trying particularly hard to draw us in with this compelling story, which... It's, you know. it's very self-aware. It knows it's, it knows it's supposed to be ridiculous, and it also knows the audience that, that is going to see it. 
a hundred percent. So, so if we're watching it for the effects and the gore and the silliness in that way. Are there any other scenes that we didn't mention that really piqued your interest or, you know, excited you? Yes. As far as effects, just her, her like hallucinated fake pregnancy, like that whole moving fake pregnancy belly, like that was really cool. Yeah, like her, it looked real enough as far as like you, you couldn't tell it was a fake belly, and then you know very alien esque like chestbuster style, but you know on a budget. <laughs> and the monster scene is neat. The after fact that right. they it was puppets. Yeah, yeah, the, yeah. the puppetry on the, of the monster itself is really. That's why you don't see it all in one shot because it's like it's not a full monster. Yeah, it's not. It wasn't, <laughs> it wasn't done. Which a like like you guys said goes back to those original B horror films. Right. And B, I guess no pun intended, but is, I think, what draws a lot of people in today as well. I know we're going back to practical effects a lot, but we had that whole era where everything in horror... CGI was going to be everything. Exactly, exactly. And that's where it's like, even going to like the George Romero, like he always stuck with practical effects. What are we watching the other day? Oh, 101, or Corella, the new Corella movie? Yeah. And the dogs are CGI in it. They only have three dogs in like the whole movie. (laughs) And 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 the scene we're watching is that she's walking down the stairs into a room and with a fireplace and the dogs sit. Why the hell did you have to CGI three dogs when all they had to do was walk and, then and we sit? watched the 90s, 101 Dalmatians after that, and that's all real dogs doing, like, hard stuff. Yeah, no, you're absolutely right. I remember, I was watching that actually the other day with Nicole, and we said the same thing about, like, did they have to CGI the dog? There was some scenes where I'm like, okay, that dog is doing something that a dog can't right. do. Like, they, I, there's things I can forgive it, but, like, but there's a right. point where it's like, and it had to be cheaper just to get three real dogs. Like, three, pay three trained dogs to do that. Go over I there, sit. Again, I think it's because of some sort of, like, animal working dog laws. Oh, maybe. Could be. You know, but <laughs> dogs aside, you're so right, though. It's so great when you see movies like this just get creative and do, like, the pregnancy thing. Or just even the way that these Cretans looked and they were able to move realistically in that makeup that it didn't feel like it was fake you know what i mean like i read that uh the one cretin not the leader but the one, the one i guess he's kind of a leader the one with like the bald cap but with like the long yeah only got he was part of the crew at first 
But then they had the whole idea of like them riding the motorcycles through the school and stuff like that. Apparently, he was the only one in the cast, uh, the only one on the set, like working on the movie that knew how to ride a motorcycle. So they made him in the case. Like, oh, you got to be in the cast. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it makes sense. No offense to these actors. I mean, the thing is with movies like this, though, the people that are working on them and the people that are acting in them, they're doing it because it's something that they genuinely like. Yeah, they're, they're, they're doing not doing it because they're making. Yeah, they know they're not getting rich. They're just mm. like, let's make go, let's go make a ridiculous movie. I think you could tell that. I think you could tell that it's a true, like, labor of love. Like, you know that there was just, like, well, back then, some sort of phone chain thing, like, okay, so bring <laughs> some prop items with you. This is what we're dressing up as. You could tell some people got really into it, and other people were kind of, like, lazy about it. <laughs> there was, like, a chicken guy. He was a little lazy about it. <laughs> oh, man. Dan, you bring up the um, motorcycle riding. I actually liked how that was shot in the school like the chasing there like i you know i think someone has a dirt bike or whatever and they're just like yeah the, the one kid has you know the, the, the uh, yamaha xr the other ones are a bunch of older cbs on the cbs we have some movies that we talk in high school slumber party that are i don't say barely high school films but they involve teenagers and they're not necessarily you know this this one takes place 90 percent in the school they which literally in the school yeah, yeah. Which I love to see. I love to see that. Let's see. Anything else, I mean, in the movie that you wanted to talk about? Again, this is a hard movie to necessarily talk about because, like, you have to watch it. You have to see it. I just keep going back and I, I keep comparing it to, like, Reefer Madness because it's like they smoke weed. First thing they do is they have sex and get pregnant. Then they're committing murders. And then the honor society is, is degenerated into these goons. And they're selling drugs. Now all of a sudden they show up with a, an assault rifle, like out of nowhere. Like it's just, it's just like every, like I said, it's, it's that whole like Reagan era worst nightmare. I never saw reefer madness, so I can't compare it. I mean, I feel like that's, is that a high school film? Yeah. It's a high school film from what? It's from the fifties. Yeah. The fifties. Yeah. Late fifties, but it's like a whole, it was like an after school special, like warning type. 1936, yeah. actually. It's really old. 1936. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. And it's like, it's propaganda. That's probably why I never saw it. It's like, it's very famous now in like, uh, you know, theaters. Retrospect. Yeah. It's, with screen it's almost like a comedy. It's like, it's like, you know, he smoked a doobie and then he, you know, it's like those stories about like someone, the babysitter took LSD and cooked the baby instead of a turkey. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. there's extreme stories to like scare people straight type thing. It's legit like that. Yeah. And that's but that's what this is a playoff. This is the heart of Nancy Reagan oh, just saying no. Madness musical apparently. Yeah. So this is the, the heart of like Nancy Reagan's just say no. And it's like, look, he smoked he smoked one marijuana and he turned into this cretin and he's yeah, shooting up the school. I didn't realize that marijuana pregnant. was such a problem in the '30s. Well, it wasn't illegal yet then, oh. or maybe it was just made illegal. I didn't think people really gave a shit about it until like the '50s. Oh, well, the jazz musicians used to smoke. Yeah, but then it was, like, still okay. No, cocaine is okay, as long as it was sold as medicine. or <laughs> And you could take tapeworms to help you lose weight. Oh, yeah. Like marijuana. Oh, yeah, they pretty much just, like, gave bad. you speed. You black Bettys. Hey, heroin, heroin is was uh, trademarked by Bayer. <laughs> Very true. I remember in the 80s, all, all those, like, you know, just say no PSAs. And, like, there was one with, I guess it was Michelangelo or Raphael or one of the turtles. <laughs> And the kid's like, it's something like, hey, you want to do pop marijuana? Yeah. And the other kid's like, no. What, are you a chicken? 
And he just goes, no, you're a turkey. And it was like, yes. And, it, and then, like, Michelangelo is just like, da, 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 da. like, you did it. Just say no to drugs. Hey, Joey. I got some stuff you just got to try. What is it? Pot. You know, marijuana. Oh, well, I don't know. What? Chicken? Joey's in a jam. What should he do? Okay. Uh, Get a pizza. Excellent. Get a pizza. Get real. You got it. Let's see if Joey's that smart. Uh, I'm not chicken. You're a turkey. He's right. Drug dealers are dorks. Don't even talk to him. Cowabunga! It's like funny. We were, we were just a pizza. Yeah. <laughs> but, but being that time of year, now is all the fear campaign of like, you got to check your children's candy. You know, I heard now that weed's legal in New Jersey, you got to make sure they're not giving your kids edible. Dude, if you're spending money on drugs, you know what I'm not doing? Giving it away for free. <laughs> like, <laughs> to the neighborhood children, especially. Right? <laughs> I would need tons of fuck you money before I start that shit. It looks the same. <laughs> no, I kind of hope somebody in our neighborhood is doing that. Because, like, I'm, he is a freak. Harrison doesn't know about candy. You better believe I'm going to eat all of his trick or treat. <laughs> Kids going to learn about taxes. <laughs> oh, man. It's just some quick lines I wrote down or, or moments. There's that little thing where they just all start singing the national anthem, which I think <laughs> is really cool. I liked that because it was just, again... Same thing we're saying, right? Like, this is a big Americana time, and this is sort of a... one of those... oh, That's what I'm saying. It's a straight shot of the Just Say No thing. <laughs> subtle, maybe not so subtle, but kind of subversive attacks on, again, the Reagan America of the era. Oh, the power plant guy at one point says something along the lines of, like, I don't give a wet fart. Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then later in the movie, he says, I don't give a dry fart. And just, like, I don't know. <laughs> What's more effort? Like, what? Which one means less? It made me think about those two phrases way too much, more than I wanted to think about it. <laughs> I mean, I feel like I couldn't give a dry fart. Like, that means I feel like that's less work. Like, a dry fart's that much less work because <laughs> it's like, well, you're good. But to like, I'm, it's like I'm, I'm like I'm gonna work up a nice wet one. That takes some effort. Maybe this should be your podcast that you guys. Have. Host guys, little break breakdown of that. <laughs> oh, we do. Yeah, we do have stuntparts.com. <laughs> it's just something we we were playing around with, an idea taking around in our heads. Are you going to keep that under wraps or? No, it's just it's just kind of a running joke. Stuntparts.com. <laughs> On that note, too, I could totally see why this movie is not for everyone. You know. I don't know if my mother would enjoy this movie. No, this is definitely no, definitely yeah, not. My dad would. My dad saw this not because he'd be like offended or anything like that. <laughs> it's just like this is the dumbest. Like, just what are you watching? Get out of here. Exactly. Some, exactly. Some moron. <laughs> She's pretty convinced of that anyway. But <laughs> I don't need to feed that. <laughs> oh, fair enough. Um, oh, you know what I really liked. So they, when he goes back in to save her and there's the big fight with first the Cretans and then the big monster, the fact that they use a laser, <laughs> right? And like why this high school in particular, it already looks like it's gone to hell. <laughs> and all of a sudden they have the most high-tech piece of equipment that like a university at the time maybe, maybe not would have, you know, would have. 
And they just let them be walking, like, oh, turn it on and off. And I was like, you know, you shouldn't be here after classes. <laughs> I think the laser got really popular in movies with, like, Bond in, like, the late 60s and stuff right. like that. But, right. like, at this point in the 80s, it's almost a punchline, a laser like that. So that's why it's kind of funny. Oh, the one thing I want to discuss, I love the accuracy here of kids not wanting to go to school no matter what. You know what I mean? They no. don't care why things are happening. They've like, oh, you know, why do we have the day off? Or why? Yeah, it doesn't matter. We don't have doesn't to go matter. to class, no you know? There's toxic sludge leaking in. It's like, yeah, but no school. Hey, the school blew up. We're great. Yeah. <laughs> I like, mean, that is pretty accurate. It is. If we were in high school and we saw, you know, guys in, in radiation suits coming in with Geiger counters and we say now, it's like, yeah, wouldn't you be like, what the hell is going on? Like, what? Do I need to go get checked? What's going on? Like, it's like, nah, it's like, oh, sweet. We don't have to go to class. Like, I had a test today. I was not ready for exactly. it. Exactly. Like, it's super accurate in that respect. Yeah. And, and I think back to, like, The Breakfast Club or, like, a traditional 80s movie like that. Like, those movies are actually pretty – they exemplify that more of, like, the 80s Reagan school. I love watching those 80s movies because the teens are dressed like moms, you know? Right. Or, like, Valley Girls, another movie. I don't know if you've seen it, but, like – the kids in that are like the conservative ones and the parents are like the hippies doing pot. Well, and it's like, that's, that's, the, that's the Michael Keaton thing. Yeah. Alex, Alex P. How, Keaton. How do you rebel when you were raised by hippies? Like that's the generation that was, so to rebel against your parents, you're going totally corporate. <laughs> so you saw a lot of that in the eighties though. Like the kids taking school more parents, not more seriously than the parents. But I think that was like also a big media thing rather than probably realistically. And this is more realistic. Like, no, fuck it. Hey, <laughs> the school's being closed for renovations for a while. Yeah. <laughs> Anything else you want to mention a uh, class of Newcomb high? I feel like this is a kind of running a little short here, which I, it's not a bad thing, but last time devolved. What last Halloween, what did we talk again? Uh, Monster Squad. Monster Squad. And that devolved into... You know what? We did that. When we did that, we were very drunk. I think that... Uh... Very drunk, very tired. Because, yeah, because you know, the baby was still the baby. And that devolved into... But we're still very tired. But Autumn, you were doing a lot of uh, what we do in the shadows, uh, quotes and stuff. I remember that. Sure. And, uh, <laughs> we actually are still the show. No, it's a, it's a great show. <laughs> I'm just remembering how it went last. And now we're so like buttoned up and organized talking about, like that was like a fun kids movie. That's actually a pretty organized movie. This is a chaotic movie. And we're, we're, yeah. we're, we're talking about it like so educatedly and like <laughs> a nice little juxtaposition. That's for sure. <laughs> We gotta start drinking. Again. We gotta get loaded when we do these. No, it doesn't matter. What would the change if you were loaded on this one? Again, this is just a a fun, silly movie. You know what? Pop-up. A big difference is too. We usually have the movie on in the background while we're talking to you, and we rented it on Amazon, and you only get it for a week. And I guess because we rented it last Saturday. Oh, just it, expired. Like, yeah, and we couldn't watch it today. I will say, if you comb through the recommendations after watching this movie, it, there's some a lot of good material in there. Actually, you recommended Tank Girl. I'm like, oh yeah, cool. Oh, like one of your favorites. Nineties, Lori Petty, ninety-five is like it's like how a wine connoisseur goes. Like, oh, the Chateau Mardot. That's an eighty-two. All right. Like, <laughs> <laughs> if I outlive you, Dan. <laughs> Great Probably will. Let's face start it. a conversation. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows what the world will be in ten years? We don't even know. But regardless, if I outlive you, Dan, and 
I don't know. People are talking at your funeral. I'm going to be like, he really loved that Lori Petty 95, you know? Sure. That was what he lived for, man. What's... <laughs> All right. So if there's nothing else to mention with the film, shall we get to our awards? Yeah. Yeah, let's roll it. First question we're asking these days, who was this movie made for? So who do you guys think was the intended audience for Class of Newcomb High? Lloyd Kaufman's buddies. No. I think it was, I think it was, no. I I I would say 12 to 36 year old males. See, and I think this is a movie that they were making and they thought it was fun and a a funny idea. And uh, it was one of those things like, we're going to do this. And if all we entertain is ourselves, it's worth it. And if anybody else likes it too, well, that's just a plus. That's, that's my, that's how I feel. I feel like this was kind of like. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, but I feel like that's every trauma movie. Yeah, but that's, that's what I'm saying. I don't think they had like a target audience. They said, what What would we enjoy? Let's do that. I, I, I think it's a little combo of both because I think it's definitely two. It's that VHS renting crowd, even predating Blockbuster, right? Like you go to the right. old video rental store and like, wow, that we looks still cool. Have, we still have one. Oh, we've talked about that before too. We have a oh, stand, yeah. standalone independent movie store. So cool. All right, most likely to succeed. Who won the movie? Which character comes out on top at the end of this film? Well, I think the monster. Because <laughs> then he dies. Takes down the whole school, kills all those people, and he's, he's like poking his head out again at the end of it. Oh, true. I forgot about that. <laughs> Everyone else is kind of like, all the Cretans are pretty much dead. The nuclear power plant's not going to get fixed because this happens again and again. <laughs> <laughs> true. And we never see Chrissy or Warren again. I'd say the power plant comes out on top. He never got those Ooh. fines. I like that right. answer. The power plant, right? You're right. Like, big, because what a great message! It's the, the evil corporation wins and is free to just do this again and again and Literally, again. Literally, that's the most realistic do. part of it. Yeah. <laughs> big energy wins this one, so that's a good call. All right, From what are toxic as fuck? <laughs> toxic AF. Wooderson Award. Is there a character in this film who you would have liked to have seen more of? Anyone who was kind of like a background player who you're like, I really like them. Would have liked one or two more scenes with them. German teacher. Yeah. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I kept thinking like I was seeing her again, but it was other people that just looked like her. Like that just like never got explained again. Yeah, that's a good call. I, I agree. With I that. think that's she's like there at the very end. Yeah, and that's like it. she's like asking for the knife and brings like the bayonet and stuff like that. Who was this character named Taru? Do you know? Because I I read there's a character named Taru or Taru who originally actually, now that you bring this up, and I'm wondering if that's a German teacher, but who originally had a, a bigger storyline, but she apparently got into a car accident during the filming, and they're like, yeah, we'll just kind of... I think that was the girl that was, like, beating up the, the boy, the nerd boy in, like, the bathroom. Oh, that probably makes sense, right, yeah. Maybe. Uh, what's, what's the caveman dude's? Gonzo, like Gonzo's girlfriend or whatever? Gonzo, Yeah. Long Duck Dong Award. Is there a character whose omission would make the film better? Was is there anyone who you would delete from the film? It's a tough one because they all like it's. I don't think so, and I say that because maybe the band at the party. Yeah, they, they replaced <laughs> them. Yeah, but as far as like major guys, they, they all like because there's not there's not even like one major one main. There's several main storylines. It's like Chrissy and Moore and the Cretans themselves are their own storyline. The monster itself and the nuclear power plants, another storyline, they all just kind of intersect. I'm going to sub-question that. You have a time machine. You can influence Troma's filming of this. You can also 
use whatever money you want to change up the band at that party. What band do you put there? Now, you have a time machine, so you could theoretically bring Beethoven if you wanted, or the Beatles. I'm not saying you would. I'm just, you know, who, who plays there? I feel like it should be Biohazard just because they did so much of the soundtrack. Like, that should that be leading you in? Like, you're thinking you're going to get an appearance from them? Oh, that makes sense. No, I, I don't like think that. they were even famous at the time. We're not famous at the time, but... See, I would, I would have done, like, like DRI or... Uh... The germs or something like that. Like uh, then, then again, you know what? I take that back because the party they're going to, like if this if if this was a, a Cretans hangout, yeah, then then maybe that. That's true. Though. But this they're going to a, they're going to a college party. That is true. That's the thing. It's it's like a frat house, so that probably would be a more dancey. So you know what? I mean, that band still sucked. Don't get me wrong. But, <laughs> that's in Clueless? Because I feel like that's the band that just plays at all college parties. Uh, the Boss Tones? Oh, the Mighty yes. Mighty Boss Tones? Yes, yes, of course. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah, that seems like a real college party type band. Mighty yeah. Mighty Boss Tones? I forgot about that. Uh, it's, it's a ska band. Yeah, it's just... They have that high school film vibe. Probably yeah. not really this era, but it's still cool. I would totally go see the Boss Tones. <laughs> I thought you meant in Can't Hardly Wait, the band with like a uh... Remember oh, Dan? That love band. Burgers? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <laughs> the Love uh, Burgers. You don't yeah. wear your own t-shirt. It's uh it has like a oh, why am I forgetting all these actors' names? Yeah, I know exactly who you're talking about. The dude from Road Trip. The dude from Breck and Meyer. And then uh, uh, the dude from Scrubs. And also you know, Clueless also. Yes, he's in Clueless too. Uh both of them are in Clueless. Both of them are in Clueless, you're right. Love burger. <laughs> All right. Uh, Cameron Fry Award. Of course, this is the award uh, because, you know, uh, Alan Rock, who played Cameron Fry in Ferris Bueller's Day Off, was nearly 30 when the film came out. So we ask, did anyone look too old to be a high schooler? Uh, the majority. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, though. In the 80s, everyone I just feel like, yeah, I th- yeah you know, we aged a lot faster in, the 80s. In, in, in earlier times, I guess, you know. It's also fashion, too, like I was mentioning yeah. before. Yeah, you know, and healthcare is different. Like, <laughs> But I do I do believe all these people were older anyway, right? Because like, there is some nudity here, and they usually... Well, they don't put people under eighteen. Yeah, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be. I wouldn't be <laughs> flaunting my film if I had underage kids <laughs> showing things off. That's uh, rule number one. It's not but. the kind of film you're into. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's grade <laughs> the movie on an A plus to F scale as we do every week on High School Slumber Party. A little cheat sheet, but it's almost not fair to do this. But Rotten Tomatoes twenty percent by the critics, forty nine percent by the audience. See that three out of five on Letterboxd, which is like that's where like the film nerds go, and that's a pretty decent score, believe it or not. I, I think that's probably the most accurate for like general because critics you don't you don't go to the critics for a movie like this. No, no, definitely you not. Know. But uh, of course, this high school slumber party, I'm handing you We're grading on a curve on this one. I hand you the Manila card. You can grade on any curve you want, but I'm giving you that red pen. And Autumn, why don't you go first? A plus to F, what will you grade the film? B minus. B minus, nice. Not bad. Damn. I'm, I'm, I thought I was going to choose a reason. Sorry. Oh, you can give a reason if you want. Oh. I thought you did that. I was, I was curious. What? Well, I mean, 
it's definitely going to get a passing grade. Oh yeah, I'm not arguing. I'm just, I mean, I'm not arguing. I'm just curious. It's not an reason. it's not an A plus movie for sure, but I mean, it's not it's not a C C movie. There was some effort put into it. <laughs> there was some effort. Yeah, I was just curious of your um, rubric. Yeah, like what what are your check marks? Scale. I don't know. I don't think I have a list. Like, I don't have a checklist. D- Dan, it seems like you're trying to... to, to uh, What's your checklist, you're Dan? To peek over Autumn's shoulder and uh, copy, I copy of, something for your, for your... I kind of agree with her, like, in that realm of, like, the B. Yeah, not just because it's B hard. So what was your checklist, Dan? Well, I'm saying, A, did, what, what was the point of the movie? Like, what did it want to accomplish? Ooh. Like, you know, it's not... It, they clearly knew they're not going for, like, Oscar, you know, stuff here. Yeah, so it's like, I think for what it is, they did a great job at knowing their audience and knowing what they wanted to do. Uh, it didn't, obviously, it doesn't take itself, like, too seriously, so the writing's open for that. For, like, having no budget and stuff like that. They it had did. a $400,000 budget. That is that is a lot more than I expected. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that is a lot more than I expected, too, but... So, so but yeah, it's like, it kind of hit their own benchmarks, I think, and, and with that, it's, you know... Is it the best trauma film? I don't think so. I mean, Toxic Avengers was, was pretty good. Yeah, not that this was bad, but it's it's by their own standards. There's better stuff out there, but it's not. It's definitely not boring. It's a gore horror type thing because you see all these like monstrosities and like, but uh, it's very tongue in cheek and, and almost falls more towards a comedy, like a horror comedy, for sure. You know, so it's an entertaining watch. It's a fun watch, and. You said you don't have to put on your thinking cap too hard to like watch it. It's it's just a it doesn't drag out. It's an hour and a half. I I, is it, I kind of agree with Autumn that it's like a BB minus, but I, I think for, it's a good for good reason. Yeah, I'm with you guys. I also I put BB minus that range as well. So I think we're all in agreement here, which again it exceeded my expectations because it was super fun. I'd be crazy to give this someone A. You know what I mean? Right. But but yeah. but it's that. <laughs> It's definitely, like I said, I would love to put this on in the background. And so, again, I'm not someone who's really into the gore or anything like that. But it's so silly here that it doesn't feel well, that's what I'm saying. gross it's, to me. It's gross. Yeah. It is gross because it's it, they did a good job with it. But it's so over the top that it's it's funny. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You know, it's not that's like... That's where the charm is. Yeah, exactly. Charm. That's a great... This is a very charming film, believe it or yeah, not. I, people. That's a charming film. <laughs> I agree. That's a, good, that's a good phrase to use, for sure. I, I guarantee people who are not into this stuff, who are just, like, listening and maybe didn't watch the movie, they're like, really? Class of Newcomb High? Charming? But it is. Yeah. You know, it really is. Um, okay. I like this question, especially this week. Sleeping bag. So the three of us, we are at our... Class of Newcomb High slumber party. We're going to snuggle up next to each other in our custom Newcomb High sleeping bags. What do your sleeping bags look like? I'm just going to sleep in a toxic sludge barrel. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Very warm, I imagine. A little rusty. <laughs> How about you, Dan? I think, I think I think I'll take that upstairs bed that was like red and blue. They had all the... the the, the stuff on it on top of the party and where she's she's like in the bikini like writhing around on it yes whatever that bed was i'll take that one Warren was so polite to her throughout all of that like Warren's a he's an underrated character he's a stand-up dude he, he really is Warren really was a stand-up dude <laughs> huh let's see 
Uh, so my sleeping bag is going to look like I am pregnant <laughs> with, with, with that little bug coming out. It just, you know what I mean? So it's the zipper. Yeah, exactly. I like that. <laughs> I think the bigger question is here is when are you going to throw an indoor beach party? Indoor beach party. I, indoor beach sleepover party. This is the problem with that. And I've seen this in a bunch of movies and an episode of Friends. If I want to do that, I would want to put wall-to-wall sand inside, and that's going to be a sand guy. I know a sand guy. (laughs) It's going to be a bitch to clean, though. (laughs) Do you know a cleanup guy? Because that would be worse. (laughs) But wouldn't you want to go to an indoor beach party that actually had sand on the floor? Well, yeah. I mean, what kind of fucking beach party indoors are you having if you don't have a living room party? Okay, so that was the other thing with the band. It's an indoor like bikini beach party. And the band is in head to toe, like black turtleneck, and like it's at least like mm, you're right, you're right. At least play the part, dude. I guess ska would have worked better then. Ska would have worked better. That makes sense. But, but that wasn't like the Boston's really weren't thing. No, they weren't. So that was like, like a full like, decade later, decade, decade well, later. <laughs> well, yeah. well, I mean, ska and two tone like did, did exist, but like just not. Like just something. It would have just been like a. Just have some horns, some band with horns. Not even that. Just like like, just like surf rock or something like. Shit, you could have like whatever generic, like the most generic rock and roll, pulling from TV, like a Jesse and the Rippers type. (laughs) Yeah, like that. That's who I would bring in my time. (laughs) Jesse and the Rippers. (laughs) That would have been awesome. (laughs) That would have been great. All right, so uh, Autumn, you said you picked this movie up at a blockbuster when you were growing up, so that's why this question is always my favorite. And it's always it's very fitting for today, I should say. The three of us, we walk into that magical, magical blockbuster that has every movie that has ever existed in the history of movies. We know we're renting Class of Newcomb High f- for our slumber party. You know, we're in that line, we're waiting, we're waiting, we get to the counter and we see a sign. And that sign says, rent two movies, get one free. And I said, Dan, Autumn, go to the back, pick one each. Let's make this a triple feature slumber party. What two other movies should we watch with Class of Newcomb High? I'm going to say Beware Children at Play, because that's the first trauma movie that I ever found out of Blockbuster and rented. Beware and it takes children. place in New Jersey. This took place in the Pine Barrens, and Ooh. I don't think that's what the Pine Barrens are like at all, so... Inaccurate. You'll have to watch it. <laughs> How about you, Dan? Are you going with the Reefer Madness, or are you going to go with something else? Um, that would go partnered, but realistically, in this setting, I'd probably have to rent Class of 1984 because I picked it up by mistake. <laughs> <laughs> I wasn't sure which one I wanted to see. <laughs> nice. I heard, heard things, just not sure which one it is. <laughs> yeah. They both have class in it. Both involve some post-apocalyptic people. Let's do it. <laughs> follow that with... Tom Berger's substitute. <laughs> oh, oh, I love that movie. <laughs> that movie's fucking great. <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, most thing Tom Berger is. Tom, oh my god. Oh, I was actually going to bring this up. I'll just do it on air. There's okay. there's a crazy Comic-Con that I might go in, in uh, Patterson. Let me see what it's called. I'm going to send I'm, you. I'm interested. I might join you on this. Or Parsippany. Oh, Parsippany. So yeah, at the end of the month, there's this like Comic-Con thing at the Chiller Theater in Parsippany, and it has like the most random people, like 
the one of the dudes. Oh, it has the fucking. Sorry, I, I got really stoked for a second because it has what's his face from OCP from Robocop. Oh, yeah. Yeah. No. <laughs> kid uh, and play. Kid what? and play. Jody Sweeten <laughs> from Full House. Yeah. Um, good. A MASH reunion. <laughs> fucking love MASH. Tom Berenger, as I said. Uh, Corbin Berenson, so two stars of the film Major League. Oh, three. Oh, Kevin Dillon, too. Kevin Dillon. Uh, Leave it to, the guy who played Leave it to Beaver. Uh, oh, the um, what's her name? Heidi from Home Improvement. Oh, not Pamela Anderson. Yeah. <laughs> the brunette, who is arguably much better looking, if you ask me. But As well as Al. Nobody did. <laughs> Al, Al will be there from Home Improvement. Scott oh, my Ray. dad will love that. My dad has a Binford Tools t-shirt. He does. <laughs> he does. <laughs> that that's amazing. Sam Jones, Flash Gordon, he's gonna be there. Uh, Keith Coogan, who we talk about a lot, he was in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead, Adventures in Babysitting. Um, Harry Hamlin from the original Clash of the Titans, which is cool. One of the ki- one of the kids who was killed in Jaws, Alex Kittner. <laughs> of course, but, he's in hold on, because. Everyone's expecting me to talk about Scott Bayo, and I'm not going to talk about Scott Bayo. No, F him. I'm talking about Rex Smith from Street Hawk. <laughs> so like, funny. holy shit, I didn't know people even knew what Street Hawk was. Tom Savini's going to be there? That's a big name, right? Oh, that's really cool. I mean, yeah. it's talk about practical effects. Yeah. You know, he's like well, the he's god. Like a, the, a Mr. Okay. Belvedere reunion without Mr. Belvedere. Um, Jonathan Schmoke from Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Very small role in that, but he's cool. Michael Beck, who's like the star of the Warriors. Killer Clowns from Outer Space. (laughs) Hell yeah. It's pretty interesting. Richard Mazur, the skateboarding girl from Back to the Future 2. (laughs) 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 What? Like, you have to really know. I want to know the guy who's going there just for her. (laughs) Just for her. But good for her. Good for her. No, it is. But I want to know. I'm I'm just curious. Good for everyone going to this thing because again, I'm tempted. I want to. I want my picture. Wow, that's taken. crazy. The guy from uh, Don't Tell Mom the Babysitters Club's dead. What he looks like now? Yeah. Oh, Keith Coogan. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> he's he's a big. Uh, we're big fans of his here in High School Slumber Party. Yeah. So uh, I just want to bring that up. I don't know why. What day is this? Halloween. It's like Halloween weekend, you know. So it's like that's kind of an in demand. <laughs> You know, an in-demand weekend. But yeah, I, I get it. You know, if, if if you don't have Halloween plans out there, I'm, I'll plug it for all the listeners in the Parsippany, New Jersey area to, to go check this out. Um, well, guys, this was a pleasure. Thanks so much for stopping by the slumber party again. Always, always a pleasure. We have to uh, catch up on. We have to catch up on both your lists. I still have lists for both of you. We'll figure that out. But thank you for opening Halloween for us. Once again, uh, anything you guys want to say or plug or where people can follow you? I don't know. They don't have to follow you if you don't want them to. I mean, we're on Instagram. We don't really post anything too exciting. It's just our dog and our kid. But Do you want to see the pictures of my cat? He's cute. He is cute. Zombie mama. Dan. And what are you, broken? Um, Broken panda. He's so sad. I was trying to. I was, was going to say something else, but then yeah, I was distracted. I was going to say something about Halloween. Now I forgot what I was going to say. You sound like a broken panda when you said that. Yeah, that was just a random. Sad. That's what I was like calling the middle. Like trying to update my my uh, my Instagram name because I got that. That was like my game tag from Xbox since like high school. <laughs> Pretty shit, especially since you like 
yeah, my, my bosses and stuff are connected. <laughs> I was just going to say, as, as long as you, you don't use that for businesses, business stuff, but if you do, then yeah, you probably certain, certain, certain things I do. Yeah. <laughs> then you probably should. But like we, um, in my regular job, because high school summer party people, unfortunately, it's not my real job, <laughs> but we'll get people who apply and most of them, you know, once we put them in the system and hire them, we'll have just like first name, last name emails. But occasionally you'll get like, like Dominican Poppy 45 or something, you know. Just like Daddy 42069. <laughs> yeah, stuff like At that. AOL. <laughs> like, like Hotmail. Like Backwoods Dutch Master 17, you know. <laughs> like that, a lot of those. So, yeah, people out there. Quickly, I love, I love that when the internet first became like get screen names, we didn't put our names, that we just picked stuff. Like that was so cool. Like that was, we don't do that anymore. We need to have. <laughs> An aside conversation of not 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 we the royal we but you need to just have a, a one episode but you need to have just an episode dedicated to you talking to Chris Carroll about all the different screen names he would make up just to try and like like he would have a different screen name like every day and I was trying to convince you it wasn't him but we all <laughs> knew it was him because he's the only one that was doing that. Chris is Chris is such an interesting person like that and I hope he's listening right now in the sense that like. Chris likes to troll at the same times that he wants to be hidden, which is right. an amazing. <laughs> you rarely see that in someone, right? Like, <laughs> isn't that the whole thing about being troll, doing trolling, is you kind of are hidden? Yeah, fair enough. But it's like he never wanted to be necessarily seen. It, he, he wasn't even doing it in a creepy way either, if that makes sense. He just like he likes that fun. I don't know. I guess you're right though, <laughs> Chris. If you're listening. We need an official statement regarding your past catfishing. Chris <laughs> Carroll, the original catfish. Well, look, I, I'll leave it on this dark note, but catfishing was so much more acceptable in the '90s, right? Like, oh, it was, totally, it was just fun. Everybody catfished. Exactly, exactly. Like, ooh, I'm a random person. Who do you like? You know. <laughs> That one, it. <laughs> that's always what it was. Like, oh my like, god, oh, we have a crush on. Like, yeah, I love the excuse of like. Is that a way message about me? <laughs> yeah, that's a way message about you. Or if you ask someone like a big question like that, like, "Oh, my friend took my computer." Oh my god, I didn't really ask you if you liked this person. Like, just ah, uh, the good old days. But probably they weren't that good because there's probably a lot of sex predators and stuff. Oh, it was just a field day. Like before that. <laughs> oh my god, just. Pluck, pluck, pluck. I'm sure. <laughs> well, good luck raising your child in this world. Thank you so much for coming on <laughs> High School Slumber Party. Have a, I mean, I'm, I'm sure I'll talk to you before then, but have a very, very happy Halloween. You as well. We'll send you pictures. Because that's what we do now. We send people unsolicited. Baby pictures of the unsolicited dick pics of the being an adult. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want this, but I'm sending it to you. On that note, just want to give a huge thank you to Dan and Autumn for coming on the pod. It's not Halloween season at High School Slumber Party without talking to them. So really appreciate them coming on, as always. And we got to get them on again. We have to have an Autumn solo episode, too. You know, we've had some Dan solo episodes, so I think Autumn deserves a solo episode as well. Don't you guys think so? Anyway, homework for next week. We got to talk about it. And I know I said we're doing mostly only Fridays, but Monday's an exception because it is an AP Monday high school slumber party. AP will be back 
Iceland Addington, Brian Rodriguez, me. We will be co-hosting, as it is the first Monday of the month. It is not a Halloween movie, though it does have some tragedy. The film is called All the Bright Places, and that is your homework. Are you looking at Violet Markey? Yep. Her sister died, right? For your class project, you must report on two or more wonders of Indiana. Can we choose our partners? For my geography class, this teacher wants us to do this project with a partner. I just don't want to do it. Well, maybe it's time to get back out there. What do you want from me? I think it would be good for you to get out. Maybe I don't want to get out. You might end up loving it. No, I won't. Two wanders. That's all. Serious question. What are you most afraid of? Being ordinary. So don't be ordinary. What's going on with you? You seem like goofy. What are you looking at? It's a kid on my lawn. I don't know what I like about you, Ultraviolet. What? You're all the colors in one at full brightness. You know, people call you the freak, right? Sometimes I get into these dark moods. Did you look into that support group I told you to check out? I want you to think about it. I need to do things that remind me that I'm in control. People don't like messy. We're different. I know that he's kind of dangerous. No, he's not. I've texted him for the past couple days, and he hasn't responded. He's not easy. He just gets in this mood sometimes. Where do you go when you disappear? Tell me something real about you. I just get a little lost sometimes. People don't like messy, right? Sorry, my phone died. Violet, inside. Finch, go home. People think this whole thing is an act. I know it's real. I keep messing things up. I don't know how to not do that. There are bright places, even in dark times. You can be that bright place. So check that episode out on Monday. And just a reminder that High School Lumber Party 8P covers films of the last couple of years, the more modern teen films. Highly recommend. Check it out. Island and I are having a blast. I know you will too. If you're just into the classics, shame, shame, shame. They're making good and bad high school movies these days, and they're all streaming, so definitely check out All the Bright Places. It's your homework anyway, so you have to do it, and check out that episode on Monday. Okay, so I couldn't find the Biohazard song that I wanted to use that was from the Class of Newcomb High soundtrack, so I decided to go with this one by a band called Stratus. The song is Run For Your Life. I like it. I like it. You know, it's pretty 80s. (laughs) One more thing before I let you go, guys. Life moves pretty fast. If you don't stop looking around once in a while, you could miss it. Remember that. Later, dudes.
It's over. Go home. Go.